Jesus Fix It, the Good Morning Radio Podcast with Seth and Jess. Just in case you're new here to Jesus Fix It, this is season two, mm-hmm. and this is our month in wrap up. That's right. Our month in wrap up is where we give our opinions. <laughs> Whether you ask for it or not. Here you go. And we usually talk about all the things that made us go, hmm. Some of I... the weird things that have popped up that, yeah, exactly. You're During like, the month. like, why? Yeah. What do you, what does that mean? What I, does that even or do? Make us scratch our head and yeah. say, what the what? Okay. So, first thing I want to talk about is Jonah Hill. He's the comedian actor. Oh, yeah. This really um, got social media talking. Like, it doesn't take much these days. But this was, um, this thing he posted really um, got people having a conversation. Okay. So earlier in the month, he said, I know you mean well, but I kindly ask you not comment on my body. And he had a little heart emoji. Right. He said, don't comment good or bad. I want to politely let you know it's not helpful and it doesn't feel good. Much Mm. respect. And he was Mm -hmm. being very kind. And just in case you're not aware, his weight fluctuates. Yeah, he has uh, lost and gained weight for a lot of different roles. There are times when he has slimmed down and, and really worked out. And there are times when he was... More like me. Let me put it that way. A little more candy-coated candy than, coated. Other, but than not, other times. But not just for roles, but just... In his personal life. In his right? personal life. He's I get it. lost a lot of weight. And some of us who've lost weight, maybe we've <clears throat> put the pounds back on a uh, pandemic. Too. Um, it happens. Yeah, it does. And he's like, you know, either way... I, I know you mean well. And right now he's at that stage where, you know, he looks slim. Right. And people have been commenting. He's like, you know what? You don't need to do that. You know? And I get it. Right. Okay. So remember when um, actor Chadwick Boseman, you know, Wakanda. Right. Um, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. When he lost all that weight, he was looking like really, really skinny. And people started to notice on social media. I mean, people were even commenting on his pictures and everything on all the socials. Oh Making my, speculations, oh weren't they? Oh, my goodness. Well, not necessarily speculations, but they were just like, oh, my goodness, bro. Look right. how skinny you are. Just like just making comments. Okay. All kinds of comments. Yeah. Well, um, and he never addressed it, never said anything. Well, about a year later... We all woke up to a post from his team that he'd passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. He'd battled the disease in private. Okay, so we know why he had lost all that weight. Right. He was suffering from cancer. And it, it was later revealed, yeah, he that's why he lost all that weight. So my point is, you never know what somebody is dealing with. You never know what somebody is going through. Maybe they want to lose weight. Maybe they don't. You just don't know. So I'm glad he posted that because we should normalize leaving people alone when they gain or lose weight. I agree. You don't have to comment. Now, some people may like it. Some people may lose a bunch of weight, and they want people to recognize, hey, look at me. And some people, even when they lose a lot of weight, it's still – triggers them Mm -hmm. and triggers emotion and they Mm -hmm. just want to be left alone. I have a friend right now who's going through weight loss. She had um, surgery and she's dropping weight. Mm -hmm. And she's like, don't please don't comment because somebody told her, Hey, you're getting skinny. Don't get too skinny. And she's like, please don't. (laughs) Can we just normalize not talking about other people's bodies? Sure. 
let's not comment on people's bodies. Let's the, just not do it. In the normal world, I think that's completely, I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. But as I usually do, may I play devil's advocate for a moment? Okay, here we go. All right. So in the case of Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. right, he is an, he's an actor and he is a public figure. Mm-hmm. I get him saying, and he did it in a very good. He did it in a very uh, pleasant, respectful way. Hey, I would just prefer you guys not make any comments. I get it. Um, but he's in the public eye. This is yeah. the career path that he has chosen, mm-hmm. and he's going to be in the public eye. He's he's in a situation that. I don't think the guy could walk across the street and get a cup of coffee and walk back and not have a ton of paparazzi shoot pictures, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So there has to be an expectation of, I'm going to get comments. There's pictures going to be out there in social media. Whether I post them or not, they're going to be out there mm-hmm. and people are going to comment. And so there, in my opinion, there's a responsibility on his part of ignoring it. Mm-hmm. And said, "Okay, I, I, I know you're meaning well. Thanks for the compliment, or whatever you're going to say is uh, that's a little critical. I get it. Ignore it, delete it, move on. That's my reaction. I get the coming out and say, but doesn't it also now take the uh, trolls that are out there and get them to do even more and say even more comments? Wouldn't it have yeah. been better just to say, I'm, I'm not going to respond to this at all, nope. and just not do anything at all? Nope. No." No, I get what you're saying. I agree. When you are in the public eye, you are you assume <laughs> that people are going to come at you. That's just how it is. However, I am he's still a human be- human being. He Agreed. still has feelings and emotions. So, I don't disagree that he he shouldn't have posted that. I feel like he still has a right to post to post it because mm-hmm. even though it may not help him, because he's a public person, it could help someone else. And it could stop, if it stops one person from maybe talking to somebody else like that or approaching somebody else who's not a famous person, look at us. Mm -hmm. We're having the discussion. Right. And whether he's famous or not, we do need to stop commenting on other people's bodies. I don't disagree with that. Whether he's famous or not, I don't care. I could care less. None of us have a right to comment on anybody else's body. I don't care if you're famous. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're regular folk like us. Right. That doesn't give us the right to even to comment on what another person looks like. Even if you do assume the risk, so to speak, because you're in the public eye, it doesn't make it right. Yeah. I don't disagree with it at all. Yeah. Just uh, taking the opportunity to look at it from the other side of the coin. Yeah. And I totally get that. Yeah. So what else you got? All right, moving right along. Can we just talk about Wayne Brady? (laughs) You know what? I haven't heard anything from Wayne Brady in a while. I don't hear a lot about Wayne Brady, but evidently it's because I'm not looking (laughs) because he is still popping. He is still doing a lot of things. And I absolutely love this story because um, a lot of people are aware, talk about it all the time. I'm divorced, but me and my ex-husband co-parent very well. And I'm kind of humble bragging here, but we have it down to a science, actually. We love that we get along. We are a family, even though we've been divorced for many right. years. Um, and I guess this is why this story really touched my heart. So um, 
He says he is expanding his role as a dad. Last month, he announced that his ex-wife, her name is Mandy, and her boyfriend, Jason, welcomed a baby boy via adoption, whom Wayne will be helping to co-parent along with the couple. As a matter of fact, they have named him the Godfather. That's very cool. So just in case that went over your head, (laughs) Wayne Brady's ex-wife and her boyfriend have a new baby. And Wayne Brady is going to be co-parenting along with them. And um, he's going to be called Dunkle, which is Daddy Uncle. Okay. (laughs) The three of them are going to be co-parenting together. And before before some of y'all go in on us, we're not um, advocating for premarital cohabitation and having kids and all that stuff. That's the first thing I thought of when you said that. It's like, okay, here come the cards and letters right now. Okay, first of all, we're not advocating that. Of Mm -hmm. course, kids, if you're listening, get married before you do all the stuff, okay? All the stuff. Yes. I just think it's cool that since they did, since they adopted this baby, that they are all going to raise the baby together and they're getting along. Yeah. I think... In blended families, there needs to be more of that. Make it about the kids. Put your differences aside, and make it all about the kids. I, I agree with you. Now, I you know, listening to the situation, and I have to then look at my situation. I'm divorced, mm-hmm. right? And the thought of being part of the family of my ex-wife and her husband bringing a child into the world and me being a part of it, my answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> Not ever going to happen. <laughs> but see, every every circumstance is different, right? Now, had I had children with my ex-wife, right. then, okay, that dynamic changes completely because that's your point. It's not about your selfishness. It's about thinking of the kids. When when an When an adult has a child, your priorities shift. It's no longer life is no longer about you, man. Mm-hmm. Now life is about your child. Right. Okay. Right. And so with when the whole kids involved, I totally get it. But for me, in that circumstance, it'd be like, you know, I'll send you Christmas cards and we can exchange <laughs> holiday greetings and so forth. But as yeah. far as being involved in the fam, not now, so much. Now I will admit this is an extreme circumstance. Sure. Like if my ex that I didn't have a child with. Right. Now, I'm probably not going to go as far as, like, I'm going to help you parent because I'm probably not going to do that. But my point is, if you already have children, can this not inspire you to get along if you're not? I think so. Nobody said – now, I know there are a lot of hurts and things, and so if if you are going through, like, a rough divorce or – there's like hurts that you just can't get past, but you have kids. Yeah. Can you just put that aside to co-parent the kids? Nobody says you have to be kumbaya right. to each other. Right. But can you not fight? Can this story alone encourage you and inspire you to practice a little forgiveness for your kids? Absolutely. And your honor, if I may, may I approach the a bench to run down a rabbit hole for just a second? Yes, you may. Okay, thank you. Um, In my divorce that happened years and years and years ago, we attempted to stay friends. Mm -hmm. And there was uh, circumstances where we'd go to lunch a couple times and we'd talk and things were friendly. However, 
she did not inform her new husband of us going to lunch. Mm-mm. And when I found that out, I was like, okay, hold on. We need to talk about this. Then, a little bit later, when I began dating someone rather seriously, that, that woman was not comfortable with me being friendly with my ex. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. And, and if this is too personal mm-hmm. and you want to decline to answer, you feel free to say, I pass. Mm-hmm. If you were to meet someone and it's like, this is Mr. Awesome. He is so cool. He is fantastic. And he said, I dig you being cool with your, your ex about the, you know, the kids and everything, but your kids are grown. I'm not comfortable with you being friendly with your ex-husband. Uh, either choose him or me. What would your reaction be? At this point, um, then he's then I know he's not the one for me. Okay. Only because um, me and Robert, my kid's father, um, we're 21, ye- 21 years into this thing. Right. You see what I'm saying? We've yeah. got a 20. Our oldest is 21. And like I said, there is nothing romantically and it's, Strictly about the kids and anybody right. who is going to be in my life is going to have to trust that. And they're going That's to, a great point. They're going to have to love me and trust me enough mm-hmm. to know that Robert is family. Mm-hmm. He's my children's father, and that's never gonna change. If they love me and they love my children, they're going to have to accept the fact that hey, at my kids' events, mm-hmm. their dad may be there. And um, we're going to be friends. My mom is always going to have a Christmas gift for their dad. <laughs> right. She's always going to say, okay, when are we having the birthday party for Robert? Like, to be with me, you're going to have to understand. Like I said, there are no romantic feelings. I am going to be your woman when that happens, y'all. I'm a catch, by the way. <laughs> when that happens, I right. am going to be 100% your woman. Yep. But you are going to have to trust me and believe that there is nothing romantic between me and my children's father. And if you can't trust me or love me enough, then I'm sorry. It's at this point, that's how much we get along. That I mean, that's how well we get along. Mm. And that's how important my children are to me because because he's my children's father. He's a package deal now. And, um, you know, it's like if you can't accept the three of us as a family, then right. you just you just don't want to be in my life. And see, for me, it was a, another side to that coin. Totally different circumstances. No kids were involved. No kids were involved. No kids so. were involved. Okay, a couple cats. Okay. okay. But, yeah, I really let her have custody of the cats. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I made the decision because of two points. A, the person I was dating, not comfortable with my relationship, a friendship uh, with my ex. And second of all, the big deciding factor, she's not telling her husband. Yeah, see, and that's so a, it's right I, there. And we, we met for one time. I said, listen, here's the situation. This is the last time we're going to meet. This mm-hmm. is the last time we're going to talk because you're not being honest and my on my side, she isn't comfortable. So See, that's- this is it. No, and and you know what? That was the last time saw her, spoke to her, have any information about it. And see, that was good for you. Yeah, to that do was that the right thing for me, and in my circumstance. See, and another thing with Robert and I, like we respect each other's boundaries. 
See, that's a, that's also very important. Like there have really been um, some times, I think one time Robert was supposed to drop something off at my house and he was like, yo, I can't come because I got a date. <laughs> right. And I was like, you really ditching me? for?" He was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> I totally get it. Wish I had a date too. Bye. Like, you know? Right, right. Okay, okay. y'all, we really got off on a tangent. I know. Can I ask we? one more question? Okay. Okay, and again, you can say no. <laughs> okay. What if... What if you found Mr. Right again mm-hmm. and your ex, Robert, right? Mm-hmm. What if he came up and said, you know what, Jess, I got a news for you. I don't like this guy. There's something about him I don't like. I don't think you should continue on with that relationship. We're going to have to have a concrete. First of all, that's not Robert. But okay. we're going to have to have a concrete conversation. And like with our kids being 21 and 18, and like one is my 18-year-old's getting ready to leave the house. Mm-hmm. It's like he's going to have to give me like specifics. Like if you have a, a dad red flag, right. let's have a conversation because I do trust the parent instinct. Sure. I believe in that. Yeah. So we're gonna have to have a conversation and but I'm willing to hear what he has to say. Okay. Yeah. All right. But it's not an automatic deal breaker. It's not an automatic deal breaker. Just like if there's someone that, you know, he wanted to marry for he's already told me that ain't happening. He's like, I'm not getting married again. <laughs> Don't want to do it. Right. Um, you know what happens when you say cause, never. Because I know, but you know, you know me. I'm going to roll up with my clipboard. All right, girlfriend. Here's the, here's the, here's the questionnaire. <laughs> Relax. No, 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 no. It's only a 275-question questionnaire. It'll only take a few hours. We're wow. good. Wow. I think that was a whole podcast on that. Well, okay. actually, yes, it All was. Right. But it was, so these we, are just ideas. These are just issues that popped up into my head that I think they are relatable because yes. this is so much of what we are all going through in blended families nowadays. True, yeah. Do we have one more thing to talk about? We do. All right. Um, I know you wanted to discuss briefly the Alec Baldwin thing. Yeah. Do we have time for it? Yeah, let's do it okay. real quick. Okay. So you may know Alec Baldwin on the set of his most recent film, Rust. He is in a, He's a producer and so forth. It was a horribly tragic accident. He was in the process of filming a scene where he is drawing the weapon. It's like a cowboy movie. Mm -hmm. Drawing the weapon and firing. Yeah. And he killed someone on set and and injured someone else. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely horrible. And when I first saw it, my heart broke for him because the thought of you taking someone's life in an accidental situation, how horrific. Yeah, how do you ever recover even? It's very, very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. And then I started reading what was happening online. Mm. Okay, just to give you a little bit of insight for me, I am a conservative. I I support the Second Amendment, all of those things, right? Mm-hmm. So you could draw some conclusions that maybe I would start having com- you know comments too Because we know Alec Baldwin has been very outspoken in his politics, Mm -hmm. very outspoken that he supports gun control. The comments that came out online going in on him, being rude, being insulting, just to be honest with you, it really disappointed me in others. And I looked at it and I thought, what if, what if we showed Alec Baldwin even though we may not agree with him on social issues, we may not agree with him politically, heck, we might not even like his movies. I'm just going to say, though, Hunt for Red October, pretty doggone good movie. Can you get back on track? Anyway, (laughs) can we show him the same grace, Mm. the same love, 
the same understanding and mercy that we would wholeheartedly need if we were in the same circumstance. Mm. Imagine if that were you that had accidentally shot and killed somebody on a movie set with a prop gun. Yeah, we've got— How would you feel? We've got to quit letting our differences, especially Christians. Christians. Yes. Okay. Yes. This, This is how Christ served and loved his enemies. Christ loved his enemies by feeding them, teaching them, having compassion on them, even when he knew they would later kill him. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at spiritfm.com. This is a production of Positive Alternative Radio. The Jesus Fix It podcast is brought to you by Mardell Christian and Education Stores. And anybody who knows Jess knows that I love a deal and mm-hmm. I love a bargain. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get bargains at Mardell like toys for the kiddos and, and maybe you too. And things like <laughs> Melissa and Doug and science and craft activity kits. They're all 30% off. And not to, not to mention best-selling books, 40 to 50% off every day. And all others, 20% off. Uh, yes, please. Hello. You can also find Mardell exclusive brands in their education, church supply, and gift departments like Renewing Minds and The Brainery. You can view their week- weekly ad and what's on sale anytime by downloading the Mardell app.